What's up, Laugh Mob? This is your boy at Laugh with Lamar, and it is CBC weekend. We are out in these streets. Um, I am at the 2018 Rise Luncheon, powered by Big Beyond Ideas Group. Um, we've had the awesome opportunity to be invited. Super excited to get in here and meet some of the 2018 heavy hitters. Um, they got great award recipients, so stay tuned. It's about to be lit, lit, lit. Burr, burr, burr. What's up, Laugh Mob? It's your boy at Laughing Lamar, and I have two amazing people with me, and they look gorgeous. I'm going to take a picture, put on the page. I have founder, CEO, runner-up events and shit of the District of Colonial, Antonio White, and I have the beautiful Julie Wenna. Did I say it right? Yes. Who was a 2018 Rise Award winner. Um, and so we're just going to talk to them a little bit about today, talk to them about what they got going, how they can inspire those. You know, so we'll start with you, Antonio. Um, how did Rise come about? Like, So I started Rise, Antonio Beyond Ideas Group, I started Rise because I saw there was a gap of millennials looking to each other for empowerment. Okay. Um, and it was inspired by Solange's quote uh, where she says, create your own committee, award your own friends, and be the gold you want to hold. Uh, and partly through Issa Rae, um, this whole philosophy of networking across, I've been so fortunate to like have friends who have supported my endeavors, who have connected me with opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with millennials, we often look to someone who's in an older generation to be our next come up, mm-hmm. uh, but so many of us can create our own wealth among ourselves. So I wanted to be a change in that space to show that we can put each other on, we can lift each other up, we can celebrate this amazingness that is like black millennials. Uh, millennials get a bad rap for being entitled and not hardworking, and I wanted to counter that narrative by showing some black and diverse spaces who are working hard and crushing in their careers and who are millennials. Okay, absolutely. And before we before we go any further, tell a little people tell the people. A little bit about yourself. Like, who is Antonio? Let them know. I'm a kid from Cleveland. Uh, That's going to always be first. Um, I was raised by my grandparents, uh, and they just instilled this great sense of value in me to always be able to give back to other people, service being first and foremost. And so that's that's how I I anchor my life. Um, I was fortunate to get an internship in the Obama administration at the White House, which changed my life. I submitted an application. I'm still waiting, friend. It's a a pending. For the Trump Trump No, for the Obama ones, because they're coming back. I I submitted mine for Michelle. Michelle, we got you. Uh, well, I sent her a, a DM, so maybe she'll check it. Um, but I got a, after I got a presidential appointment at the Treasury Department where I work for Tim Geithner and Jack Lou, traveling the world, um, you know, traveling the world and seeing things I never saw before coming from Cleveland, and it just really opened my eyes to what was possible for my life. Right. Uh, working in our public affairs team, and um, after leaving the administration for five years, I went to a private firm, enjoyed the work, but I just didn't feel fulfilled on a deeper level. Okay. Uh, and that's how I started my own company. Right. Um, Beyond Ideas Group. So. I think I remember when you quit, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, we live in D.C., and then next thing I know, we eat luncheons at this fancy-ass Joe's, so congratulations to you, Thanks Julie. to the sponsors. Yes. Thanks to the sponsors. Right. So you, my lovely, tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie. Um, let the people know. Yeah, um, so Julie Wena, um from Houston, Texas. I am uh, the child of Nigerian immigrants um, who came here uh, looking to, you know, empower and encourage their community and build a better life for themselves here in the States and um, 
in, back home in Nigeria. Okay. So um, I currently work as the in-house lawyer at Airbnb. Yes. Um, that's my nine to five or what I call my album. But my mixtape is um, I believe in uh, healing through storytelling, through bars and sharing your experiences. She's really good, y'all. She <laughs> had us. I she, mean, I wasn't ready. Antonio didn't tell us it was a speech. Y'all, I, know, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't put that in the memo. Julie was quoting quotes during her speech, and I was up there guessing and was wrong nine times out of ten. But yes, get her mixtape. Drop it soon. Drop it soon. Drop it soon. You know, <laughs> catch us on you know all outlets. iPod, yeah. you know, SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, Queen Radio. Yeah, but, Queen you know, Radio. but yeah, you know the album and the mixtape. Um, it's all about encouraging through bars, um, healing, and village. So okay. those are the three pillars cool. of it. Um, and and that's, she's back. She's a Baddie uh, killing it in tech. Yes. There's not too many of us out here, so Friends. we got to support the ones so that we're are out there. Tech world, talk to us about it. Yeah, so I'm an in-house lawyer at Airbnb. I um, work on all of the discrimination issues, so things that you may hear in the news. I know a lot of people don't believe that Airbnb is trying to do the right thing in the world we are, or I wouldn't be there because, right. you know, Antonio and I have worked for the Obamas, you know. Right. So, like, we don't care about names as much as we care about our people trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. in the world. And uh, Airbnb is actually pretty committed to that. And um, submit the application for them too. Okay, well let's talk. Okay, and let's, let's talk. Yeah. I'm also the co-lead of the Black Employee Group. Yes, like the oh, I'm about to get this job. I can feel it. Like the BSU <laughs> or the core from from Dear White People, whatever you want to call, call it. Whatever you want to call it. I don't have an Obama stamp on my application, but I got great references. Okay, <laughs> and I will be one of those. Yes. Okay. Watch every video here I come. But <laughs> definitely, um, Tech World. Yeah. What can you say about today's event? Like, what were you trying to capture? What were you looking? To capture power, okay. Um, power and influence, um, self-sustaining power, and I wanted people to recognize their own power. I think a lot of times we think power comes from something that is outside of us, okay. um, but I believe we are made in the image of God, and Amen. we have Amen. power that we can manifest into things that we desire. Absolutely. And so I wanted people to not only see power, but I want them to feel it in themselves so they can walk away feeling like they too could do something daring, like start a company or get that program off the ground or that initiative or make that phone call or go out for that job that they want. Um, that's really what I wanted to showcase. There. Absolutely. And as a recipient, what, what can you say about today's event? Like, what did you take from it? I mean, at first I was like, Is, you mean me? Because like, so like the person from OWN, you mean yes. the person running DNC stuff, you mean the person, you know, saving and, you know, our kids. Um, so, and I think we often have that as black people. We have a moment of like imposter syndrome. Right. Like, do I belong here? Do I deserve to be here? Um, which we have to like let go of as black people. It's hard because it's ancestral. Walking your season. Walking your season, right? And walking the reason, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's a word right that's there. Yeah. Walking the reason. Won't he? Won't he? That's in my pastor. Like, I got a message for you from CBC. <laughs> but, I, but I think, you know, as you shared earlier, I think um, my most important thing, I, I appreciate Antonio giving us a space to chat or to share with you guys. Um, you know, it's just vulnerability. Like we can, people, you know, we can get these awards, we can be on these stages, um, and we can look like everything is okay and we're fine, but inside we're dying, we're suffering in silence. So that's my word. I'm just, you know, unsolicited to your viewers and to your listeners that, um, you know, we all got something. We're yeah. all going through something. And um, I just want to dovetail on that. Yeah. So many of us, like, we have all this this diversity in this room. Right. But then we go back to our companies, and there isn't any diversity. Black. There's definitely a lack. I think it's just so important for us to continue to build community with each other. Mm-hmm. To know, like, look, I might not get it here at my company, but I have my friend at this company that I can get it from. You either win me or win, 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 win.
What's up, Laugh Mob? This is your boy, I Laugh with Lamar, and I have one of the most amazing guys I've ever met, Mr. Dion Jones. And no, he's not related to Quincy Jones. Dion, say what's up to the people. Hello, everybody. Love being on Laugh with Lamar. Oh, yes, that voice is rasp. You sound like you've had an exhausting weekend. Um, but before we get into that, let, let the people know who is Dion, what is Dion. If I didn't know you, tell me about yourself. So, Deion Jones from Mississippi, that is my heart state. Uh, used to be in the Obama administration, moved out to LA three years ago, where uh, I run digital marketing uh, as a project manager at the Open Murphy Network. Yes. And I am a movie producer, working on a documentary about Tommy Smith, and I'm on a team that created the game Blairity with Jesse Williams. So, yes. super excited. And we love Blairity. I've actually played it twice now, and I, I lose um, on some of the categories. But nonetheless, Dion is definitely an awards recipient for the 2018 Rise Luncheon, so we want to congratulate him. Thank you so Friend, much. what's your CBC weekend looking like thus far? Like, sum it up for us. And it's, it's only Friday. I know. It's amazing. It's like homecoming. If you lived here, if you live here, it's like you just see your body that you see at work. But when you don't live here and you come back, particularly a lot of us who work in the Obama world, it's like homecoming. We see everybody. Everybody's doing amazing, great things. We uh, party. We drink. But it's really just a time to come and see how can we, I believe, how can we as uh, people of color not only learn about the issues that are going on in our community, particularly firsthand, and how it affects us and how policies affect us and hear from some of our uh, leadership in the halls of Congress. But I also think it's a time where you can come and learn how you can uplift not only what the work that you are doing uh, through collaboration because I think that's what we don't do enough as a people. Absolutely. We don't collaborate enough. And you made a mention um, earlier this evening about having a support group, a tribe. LR6 is LR6, it? LR6. So, so tell us about the support group of this tribe and how important it is to have them. Oh my god, they are my hearts. Like LR6 is if I didn't have them I wouldn't be who I am. I think it's somebody it's always important to have people around you who are happier for things that are happening in your life than you are for yourself. Absolutely. And that's what those people do for me. Absolutely. So on, on a more, less personal level, what's Dion doing when he's not saving the world? Like, what are you doing in your downtime, friend? I'm sleeping and I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> yes. What's on Netflix right now? What are you enjoying? Uh, I'm catching up on something. What am I watching? Um, I'm watching that BCU thing. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm watching the that. Marching Orders. I'm catching up on uh, Madam Secretary. I'm catching up on House of Cards. Yes. Okay, uh, cool. I'm watching Homeland. Nice, I'm nice. I'm doing a lot of catching up. Catching I see. So, so. And I'm watching Giants. <laughs> yes, you better. Catching up on that, too. Giants plug. So, so if we were to turn your radio on right now, who is Dion bumping? Like, who are, you, who are you rocking with right now? And who am I rocking with right now? Uh, I love Migos. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been bumping a lot of Aretha Franklin. Okay. Uh, I've been, I've been, uh, you know, I've been, uh, what you call it, playing the Aretha Franklin funeral soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Walk in the light. <laughs> light. Speaking of walking in the light, Dion came into the venue a couple days ago, and he was dressed head to toe. My friend looks very sharp. So I'm going to take a picture so y'all can see him, Alexander follow him. Alexander, if you're listening, my friend is rocking the fuck out of you right now. We love you. Um, we love Dion. Friend, social media handles, where can people find you? At Dion T. Jones. At D-E-O-N T. Jones. Okay. What's up, Laugh Mob? This is your boy, Al Laugh from Lamar, and we are here at CBC Weekend 2018. We're at the Rise Luncheon, and I have with me the very beautiful... Yasmin Selena. Yes, Yasmin Selena, and Yasmin is being honored uh, for uh, Rise Luncheon Award. Um, Yasmin, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background, where you come from. Who is Yasmin? Let the people know. So, I'm 
from Oxon Hill, Maryland. I went to school at Alabama State University studying communications. I'm an Obama administration alumni, Homeland Security alumni, Department of Defense alumni. Yes, come on, Yasmin, that resume is extensive. You got the job, sis. <laughs> so what, what, what's your down your five, Yasmin? What, what do you do? So I am the executive director and founder of the Hustlers Guild, a STEM-based organization that focuses on exposing kids from lower 40% backgrounds to STEM fields. Okay, okay. And did you see yourself doing this 10, 15 years ago? What got you into this work, Yasmin? Yeah, I always wanted to do this since I was 12. I always wanted to start a nonprofit. And you're from D.C.? Oxon Hill, PG County. Yes, PG County. Shouts out, PG County. So, Yasmin, I think I heard you mention you worked in the White House at one point in time. What was that experience like? So, I worked six years in the, like, a concierge office for the First Family, so I had to do, like, the president wake-up calls along with the, the First Ladies as well. It's very Tense. Absolutely. I can only imagine waking up the Obamas every morning. That's yeah, <laughs> it's a process that you have to know by heart. With cool, notebooks, cool, yeah. cool. And so your CBC weekend start, what else do you have lined up for the CBC weekend? Uh, we have the new party, the collective pack party at Howard Theater. Okay. Um, you have Elijah, congressional member, Elijah Cummings party today as well. It's just full of parties and receptions. Absolutely. I hope you're staying hydrated, friend. Electrolytes, walk. Vitamins. Let's do it. So, Yasmin, where can the people find you on your social media handles? Let us know. Everything is at Yasmin Selena, Y-A-S-M-I-N-S-A-L-I-N-A. We appreciate Yasmin. Congratulations to you. Stay tuned. What's up, Laugh Mob? This is your boy at Laughing with Lamar. I have Brandon Hurst with me. Now, I'm going to tell y'all why I pulled Brandon aside because Brandon stood up during intros and said he owned a Chick-fil-A. And I was like, oh, shit. How many friends do you have that own a Chick-fil-A? So, say what's up, Brandon. What's going on, y'all? So, Brandon, tell the people, like, how did you get into... What do you do? Who is Brandon? Let us know. All right, so uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, uh, born and raised. Funny thing, when I tell people about my story, I never set foot inside of a Chick-fil-A. And Atlanta's the birthplace of Chick-fil-A. Don't they have the door house? Yeah. Never knew anything about the brand, man. I come from a low middle class family, uh, but strong work ethics. And uh, I actually got started working for them my sophomore year in college. Graduated from the illustrious Alabama State University. What's up, Alabama? That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, And so my sophomore year in college. I walked into a Chick-fil-A looking for a part-time job as most college students do and really just kind of worked my way up from there. I started in the kitchen um, and the funny thing about it is I wanted to go to law school and had an opportunity to meet uh, Dan Cathy who's now our CEO. He was talking about it. We were at a leadership conference and I remember being there sitting on front row and I was just floored in terms of just like servant leadership and everything that he had to, to pour into us that day. And So I went back and I was like, well tell me a little bit more. At the time, I was already in business school, so really just kind of took off from there. Shortly after graduating, I moved to Chicago to help us uh, spread the brand in that market. Okay. Um, and spent two years in Chicago before joining corporate, where I traveled around partnering with franchise owners to help them launch their businesses. Um, after about a month, or I would say after about six months after doing that, I was like, wait a minute, I can do this for myself. Right. So started looking into the franchise, uh, uh, the model, and, and just looking at other different concepts and realized that Chick-fil-A was the one for me and so three years later I ended up opening one in Baltimore and yes. we've been open for almost four years now. Listen, Laugh Mob, I was floored when he said that. So you said you worked in the kitchen. What is it like in the back of a Chick-fil-A kitchen? Because I feel like it's magic happening back there. Absolutely. Uh, 
Man, it's it is wonderful magic happening, but okay. it's clean environment. Um, every single ingredient is fresh. Yes, it, it, it's just like going at home and you're cooking in mom's so. kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Um, None of the processed things. I mean, inventory, things are getting delivered fresh every single day. Nice. Um, and so I love it, man. You, you, you got to be able to get behind a brand and a product that you can stand behind. And you're opening one in Brooklyn. What's the date on that? Yeah, so we're, we're opening sometime in the spring. Okay. Uh, right now, we're still at the early stages of the permitting process, looking to break ground within the next two weeks. Nice. Um, located directly across from the Barclays. Oh, so, y'all about to be oh, yeah. hacked. That line's about to be wrapped. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited for you. So, super, super excited thank you for you. So much. And What's up, Laugh Mob? This is your boy, Al Laughing with Lamar, and I have the awesome Eric Jones with me. Say what's up, Eric. Hi, guys. And we also have the Cirillo with us. Say what's up, Cirillo. What's up, Pete? How y'all doing? So we are at the 2018 Rise Luncheon, and as I said, the awesome Eric Jones was a nominee, or an honoree, shall I say. So, Eric, tell the people a little bit about yourself. So uh, I'm an entertainment booker and producer at ABC News Good Morning America. I specialize in uh, getting celebs uh, to do interviews and getting them to do them with either what I'm involved with or my outlet and just making great television, making great segments via television and digital. Um, just nice. making shit happen, basically. Yeah. And where are you from again, Eric? Vidalia, Georgia. Famous, uh, yes. home of the famous Sweet Onions, as I Come say. on. So how does a Sweet Onion Vidalia, Georgia boy end up booking entertainment celebrities for ABC? Good morning, America. Yeah, I work my tail off. Um, I literally always had a passion for celebrities and entertainment growing up. I would always be watching E! on the red carpet. I remember me and my stepsister, Shay. Shout out to Shay. Uh, we'd be like 10, 11 watching, and I'm like, oh, that's Mayim Bialik. Oh, that's Jim Parsons. Oh, that is uh, Priyanka Chopra or whoever, I mean, at the time. And I just remember, like, just always having a passion for that and always knowing it and being zoned into that world. So it just was befitting that, like, even though I took alternate paths at the beginning, thought I wanted to be a pharmacist and a pill pusher, which thank God I changed yes, my mind. I thought I wanted to be a political analyst. Um, and thank God I just always ended up, you know, turning the curve and, and reverting back uh, to the bread and butter, which is television and entertainment. Nice, nice. And you look amazing today. This blazer you walked in, I was like, oh, I want that number. You know, we all try to be Lamar and fashionable and, you know, <laughs> be fabulous. So I, I did my best. I like playing dress ups, even on the red carpets and stuff. I like to keep yeah. it up and be fun. We're well, definitely in the right industry for it. So if someone was inspiring to get in your work, like, what would be something you would tell them to do? Like, I would say, especially when you're starting off, don't act like you're above anything. No task is too small for you. I remember when I was an intern at GMA, if you asked me to go staple a paper, if you asked me to go get coffee, if you asked me to go run an errand, I did it with a smile on my face, and I acted as if you were asking me to literally deliver a message to Robin Roberts. I treated everything uh, with the utmost respect and, and humility, and I think that sometimes nowadays, a lot of interns and people that are coming up, no matter what field, kind of miss the boat on that. They think that like, oh, they should be starting off at the very tip top. And no, you got to earn your stripes. You got to put in the grunt work. You got to put in the hard work. And, and that's what I did. I was even scared to look Robin Roberts or George Stephanopoulos in the face when I first started. Like I remember putting my head down and just getting the work done literally. And I think that's what's missing. You got to work your butt off. And if you do a small task well and to the best of your abilities, you're trusted with more and more and higher and higher. And you know, I'm not even done yet. I still got tons of stuff I want want to do, uh, but I just work my tail off and try to get there. Well, Eric, we're definitely going to be looking for great things to come from you. What's your CBC weekend look like? What's, what else is on the lineup? Uh, well, see, listen, I've been a little bit out of the political world, but I feel like nowadays with, with Trump in office, uh, politics and entertainment sort of like have been bleeding over 
uh, which is not a bad thing necessarily, but you know, you, to each his own. Um, so I'll be hanging out with my political bros, people who are still uh, in the thrust of politics and, and government. So we'll be turning up at some of their events. Nice. Do you listen to podcasts, Eric? Do you have any favorite podcasts other than Laugh with Lamar? Exactly. Other than yours, <laughs> which, hello, like I'm now going to be like the ambassador for. So yes. send me shirts and swag. Um, of course, the read is amazing. Um, I love Amanda Stills. I think it has a smart, funny, and dope. I can't remember what the name of it is. Love Amanda Stills. Um, and then, uh, and uh, oh my goodness, uh, Eat, Pray, Thought, which is my friend yes. Savoy Jefferson. Love him. So. Yes. Well, we thank you, Eric, for your time. Again, congratulations. 2018 Rise Luncheon Honoree. You're doing your thing. Check it out. So if someone threw a shoe at you from, what would you do? That's the question. I really don't know what I would do. It depends on what setting we're in. If we're at Joe's Seafood, I'm going to be very gracious. What if it was a boot? Because the shoe matters. If you're throwing boots, <laughs> sandals, flip-flops. I'm going to have to evoke President Bush and just duck. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. What What are you all listening to right now? What's on your radio? If I turned it oh, on right now. So, uh, No Name, who was one of my favorite oh. artists, just oh. dropped an album last night. I was up to 4 o'clock in the morning listening to it, figuring out yes. what I was going to dissect. Yes. It's no called name. Room 25. No name is out of Chicago. She's a part of like the Chance the rapper camp. I would definitely check that um, out. Check her out. Saba, Smino. There's a bunch mm. of dope artists Ooh. coming Man, out. I feel like I want your playlist. Are you on Apple iTunes? I am. Can you share your playlist? Laugh. We're gonna get this playlist and post it. I think like I got some new tunes for us. But yeah, but check out No Name. No Name has some heavy songs. There's one song in particular. It's not on this album, but the old one called Casket Pretty. Ooh. And she's talking about how she's seeing all her brothers. She's like, all my, all of my niggas is casket pretty. Ain't no one left in this happy city. I hope you make it out. I hope to God that my celly don't ring. So she's saying all of my brothers look casket ready. Like, the Damn. police are going to shoot them. Something's going to happen to them. And I wish they didn't look casket, casket pretty. Ready. That's you know? deep. That's deep. You, you have Chicago roots? I don't. I, just, Friend, I feel like you. I want you, you to. Know, I'm from, uh, no, I'm from Houston, Texas. Land of the Trill, DJ About Screw. Trill. Slim Thug, Pow Wow, Bumby. and Screw. Friend, you chopped and screw. Let me find out you and... Willie D doesn't know me. Let me find you in Silicon Valley chopping and screwing. Why not, though? Why not? She did I'm a Chopping School gonna, concert at South by Southwest. I did. For, her, for Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, I want to thank y'all so much. I'm about to run out this building. <laughs> thank you. No, I definitely want, don't want to keep you guys. Thank you all so much. Antonio, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Do the congratulations. Oh, wow. We love you all. Oh, wow.